This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? What is up, Power Producers Nation? Welcome to the greatest show on earth. And I can say that with absolute confidence we have Scotty Too Hottie with us today, Mr. Scott Howell. I'm, hey, WWE fans, I just took you back to the 90s. That's right. I could have gone Scotty the Body, but I had to go Scotty Too Hottie. Not many people know that, but the ones that listen to this show definitely do. Mr. Scott Howell, co-host of, and fearless leader, I might add, of the Insurance Guys podcast, and... The chief monkey wrestler at I Protect Insurance Services in Huntsville, Alabama, has joined us. And I wanted Scott to come on for a very specific reason, because by the time this podcast airs, Scott will have officially wrapped up his first year as an independent agent. I wanted him to talk nice. a little bit about what that's been like. But before we get started with that, he told me he has a story that's going to get news. me all excited. Yeah, late-breaking news, so I'm ready for it. First of all, David, Kyle, thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate you guys having me on. It means a lot to me. I've always uh, felt a special bond with David because we come from the same place. We went to the same college uh, not too many years apart. We, uh, we've chewed a lot of the same dirt. We've gone through a lot of the same struggles in our careers and I've just always had a very special bond with you, David. I've always felt close to you because of all that. And I just feelings mutual, brother, one hundred percent. Well, and I and then last but not least, I just want to say thank you to you for all that you do for this industry. You're you're one of the good guys, and you are kind of doing the same thing we are with our podcast with Killing Commercial. You're just you're just trying to help insurance agents get better at what they do, and we need a lot more of that. So. I really appreciate everything that you guys do and, and and the podcast here as well. Thank you both for that. So Absolutely, man. I got breaking news. We're about to have a master's class on uh for all of your podcast listeners on how to uh go about getting carrier contracts. David, you know as well as I do. I don't care how many, how good your people are. If you don't have the products to sell, it's it's tough sledding in this industry. Would you agree? Daddy with ain't that? getting paid. Yeah. Mhm. So, so what I'm going to ask you to do before I play this video for you is, uh, if you would, before this podcast comes out, go ahead and bleep out the names and the carrier name. And then once this video is over, uh, I will give you the rest of the story of what happened immediately after this video. I emailed this bomb bomb video to a major carrier this morning, somebody that we really wanted, uh, in terms of another blue chip commercial carrier that we needed in our, our tool belt. So here's the video. When the video ends, won't take but just a few minutes, a few seconds. When the video ends, I'll tell you what happened, the rest of the story. So hold on. Awesome. Good morning, Sherry. This is Scott Howell with iProtect Insurance Financial Services. I received a couple of weeks ago your, uh, well, I guess it was from the, uh, not appointing new independent insurance agency partners in this region. 
keep your information on file in the event we determine it appropriate to appoint new agency partners. Really appreciate you guys getting back to me. This will be going up on my wall. I actually love it when I get declinations from insurance carriers that we are not going to give you a contract because it is rocket fuel. So I really appreciate you guys doing this. We are going to do whatever we have to do to secure an appointment with uh, if you guys will give me any more direction on what that needs to be, whether it's a book roll, whether it's buying an agency that currently has appointment, we'll look into that. But I really, really do appreciate, seriously, I really appreciate this because this means a lot to me. I know it sounds strange, but all it does is moves the ball one step forward to greatness for us down here. So we look forward to getting our appointment with one day I will be fired up the day that happens and it will happen and until then keep listening to the insurance guys podcast the largest podcast in the insurance industry for independent agents and who knows you guys may actually be talked about on there so look forward to that too take care <laughs> that video that video email went out this morning to the director, uh, vice president of all sales for the Southeast region for that carrier at 10.22 a.m. I look down at my phone at 10.44 a.m. and it's ringing with that carrier on the front of my phone. What took him so long? 20, <laughs> 20, <laughs> 20 minutes. 22 minutes. So I answered the phone, and the way I answered the phone, I said, I can't believe you just called. I didn't, I didn't say hello. I didn't say, what are you doing? I didn't say any of that. I said, I can't believe you just called me, because I knew who it was from. Mm -hmm. and, and, he, and he said, he said, now this is a major, you know, admitted carrier in Alabama, somebody we really wanted as a, as a partner. Yeah, they're hot, man. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to name names, but yeah. it's one you, you definitely want. Yeah, he said uh, – he said, well, hell, Scott, you can't, you can't not call somebody after an email like that. <laughs> so we spent the next 30 minutes getting to know each other. And by the end of the call, he is sending his uh, regional person, marketing manager, to our office in the next month. And pretty much without saying it, told me that we could look forward to more than likely receiving a contract in 2022. There nice. you go. So, so what, that, that what's, is the, a, what's the moral to that story, right? Yeah. Don't take no. Don't, it's can't, it's, can't it's exactly no. what we were talking about with Tams yesterday, you know, being told no, just giving you the fuel, right? Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. That, that's a master's class on, because so many independent agents, you know, they need these markets. They need these carriers to be successful. I mean, you got to have great people too, but – Man, how how e how much easier does the sledding get when you've got great carriers in your in your uh, portfolio that you can you can write business through? Well, it's funny, man, because I will name carriers. Um, <laughs> it's very similar to what happened. With, I mean, and, and it's a it's a happy ending to the story. That's been a very mutually beneficial relationship for us. But you know, I got the same thing from auto owners. Mm -hmm. You know, it took me. It took me two to two and a half years to get that appointment done uh, from the time that I reached out to them initially. And I, you know, I did a little bit of guerrilla warfare. I did my research and knew who I needed to be connected to on LinkedIn, who to follow, who to comment on and reach out to and all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, it didn't matter. They said, uh, hey, boy, I'll put I'm going to do Southern speak for you. Hey, right. boy. How about you uh, just fill out that form online and, and we'll get back to you. <laughs> and that you know that's where everybody starts, right? So I figured, okay, here we go. We're going into another black hole of online forms. Right. And I'll fill it out and never hear from anybody. And I actually did hear from somebody. And I had a call with the guy. And uh, at that time, we had zero personal lines. They had no interest in appointing us. And I said, I'm not going to be the guy that goes and launches personal lines just to get a contract with you. That's not who I am. I know who I am. I know my lane. I know, you know, if, if I'm going to be successful where I have to stay, but I want a gentleman's agreement that if I ever do decide to open personal lines that you guys will 
take me seriously and give me an opportunity to sit down and show you why you need to appoint me. So we ended up, um, it was about a year, year and a half later, I launched personal lines. And the two days after I decided I was doing it and we had a couple carriers, I reached back out to the guy and told him he had, he was no longer in that position. So he introduced, had me get in, in front of the guy that that's our marketing rep now. But the guy came out and he, he met with me and he said, we're just not appointing anybody, man. He said, <laughs> you know, I, I, I talk to people and I want to, I want to have a pipeline and, 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 you know, when the day comes, I definitely want to do something with you guys. And I said, look, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, maybe I didn't articulate how I operate, but I, this isn't how we roll here. I'm not taking no for an answer, man. I'm going to be on you like white on rice. Yep. So we went back and forth a little bit. I talked to him about a few accounts and some things that we could place with them immediately that we we needed them for. And uh, he decided to keep the ball rolling. He, he ended up with the regional VP coming out and meeting with us. That guy liked us. But they just kept dragging their feet. So I started sending them submissions. I sent them sub. I sent them submissions <laughs> that I knew they would write. Right. That they couldn't write because I wasn't appointed with them. Mm-hmm. And then I'd send them the deck pages when I bound it with their competition, and I kept a running tab of how much they lost by not appointing me. Right. And when I did that, the appointment happened. Right. It sped up dramatically. But I mean, the moral of the story is this, people, if you're an agent out there, I mean, this is a hot topic today with all the aggregators and market access companies and everything else that there are Mm -hmm. getting contracts. You know, I think people just automatically assume you have to go that route now. You know, Mm -hmm. you you have to have an aggregator. You have to have market access. And in some cases, you might if you have no book of business, no history, nothing provable, no business plan, you're just going to hang out a shingle and start slinging insurance. That might be what you need to get off the ground. But if you have the ability to go out and fight for yourself and make a business case like you do every single day when you're getting in front of a prospect, why is a carrier any different? You can go and get that done. I think what happens 99% of the time is People fill out that form and they get that that form letter back from the carrier. And it's like Tommy Boy for the first half of the movie when he gets rejected every time he's in the in the meeting. He's like, nope, that's it. I'm out of here. See ya. <laughs> All Thanks. right. Okay, see you later. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, people fight for it. Do you yeah. want to do this job or not? If you can't get it, if you can't fight to get a carrier to see why they should do business with you, how do you expect a prospect to believe in you? That's exactly right. And and I'm, I'm going to say this, you know, when when that person, the VP of sales for the Southeastern region had his assistant send me that letter two or three weeks ago. The very first thing I did was I stalked that like I was a serial killer, you know, getting ready to go, go find somebody to kill. I, I, I uh, followed him friend requested him on every social media platform, LinkedIn requested him I was I was not the first shot across the bow was me letting him know um, I'm talking about immediately when that letter got sent to me that that that, that th- this was not going to stop with me getting a letter and throwing it in the trash can and going oh well and so mm-hmm. I knew when I sent that video this morning that some had already seen me someplace because I'd been like slow dripping him for two weeks at different locations on on social and and finding him and saying hi to him and stuff like that. So I knew when I sent that, he was going to, when he saw my face, he was going to be like, that's that crazy son that's been all over <laughs> me on social media and LinkedIn and everywhere else. So That's that dude in the trench coat standing <laughs> underneath the streetlight across the house. <laughs> that's exactly right. But you're exactly right, David. You, you, you have got, guys, this is a master's class right now. You, you cannot stop because when you – I used to tell Bradley when he first got into opening up his independent agent, I remember us having these conversations. I'm like, this is like everything else in life. It's not what you know. It's who you know and how hard are you willing to fight for this. And, you know, because people will tell me sometimes, you know, like you said earlier, David, just go online and do the form. I'm like, hell, that's the kiss of death. That's probably the worst thing you can do is go fill out the damn online form for Cincinnati and think that you're going to get a damn, you know, uh, contract with them. So 
I just wanted to t tell you guys that it happened this morning, and I thought, man, this will be a great topic, great video to share. And then, of it's course, awesome. the, the 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 story after the story, which was a uh, which was a great conversation for about thirty minutes. I will say, when I sent that video, you said what took him so long. The very first thing he said to me when he called me was when he got that video, he went to my website, iProtectInsurance.com, and read my bio on, on me as a person and as an insurance agent, and then that triggered the phone call. Like, okay, this, I, I need to call this guy. I need to call this guy. You know what, man? No, that's, that's a testament to you. So you, we can look at this a couple of different ways, right? It's not lost on me that you threw out there that maybe they'd be talked about on the biggest podcast in the insurance industry. Uh, that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's a, that's a little, that's the old uh, wave this hand over here to distract them. And then you're really going to give them the death punch with the uh, other hand. But, you know, the fact is podcast ain't what had them call you. You uh, know, you get it on your merit. And I think a lot of times because we have audiences of people who follow us, we get held into a light where people just bow down and worship us and give us whatever we want, whenever we want it, because we have the ability to influence people or we can have conversations or whatever else. And the fact that that's not what, ha I mean, if he if he'd have said, well, I didn't realize you were on insurance guys, I'd have had a heck of a lot less respect for him calling you back. Right. I'd have still loved the fact that you were able to get the appointment but the fact that he actually went, looked at your website and said, no, you know what? This this is an agency we need to be doing business with. Let me right. figure out how to make this happen. You know, that that that's the way it needs to happen. I, I will say, though, to your point, and you're exactly right, David. I agree 100% with you. You know, I know the that you have been in a blood feud with one of your vendors lately. Won't name names. But <laughs> I am surprised from time to time that – Certain vendors, certain carriers will treat us a certain way. And I'm like, dude, do you know how many freaking insurance agents I know that I could make <laughs> one bat call to and we would all be on your ass like white on rice? Well, it's not even it, – it's that. But, I mean, it's not even that. It goes to another level deeper. It's like, you know how many boys I got that got podcasts, bro? Yeah, yep. <laughs> you, you know how many people that if I pick up the phone – if you picked up the phone – look, I people, I will tell you what kind of person Scott Howell is. He, he, he's right. I've got a, a blood feud with somebody that I disagree with, that I don't like, that I will never use their product again or give them another dime of my money. And I caught, picked up the phone and called and told him about the conversation I had with the CEO of that company. And the first thing he said is, let's go get that some bitch. Yep. yep. You know, <laughs> let's, let's get on the podcast. Yep. You know, what, let's just, let's put them on blast. And yep. that's the thing, man. People don't realize that behind the scenes, you know, I think it's because we're so ingrained to think that everybody's our competition, that it makes it very difficult for people to comprehend collaboration, right. not, not just in the podcasting space, in the insurance space, right? I mean, I've got all kinds of friends. I've got people that are in the same town as me that I have zero worries about sharing, hey, here's how I do this. Do you want me to help you get this account across the finish line? Whatever else. And they don't understand the bond that's there for the people that are like-minded in the industry but, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that if I had an issue with anybody, I could call you and Bradley, Jason Cass, Ryan Hanley, yep. Craig and Jason at uh, Insurance Dudes, any of them, and say, guys, this is something that's, that's messing, not with me, this is going to affect all of our audiences on a global scale, and we need to get behind this and figure out what we can. And Heath, by the way, can't forget the mayor. You've got freaking Aaron Gordon running for sheriff of uh, Insurance Town now on, on LinkedIn. <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of virtual city Heath's building over there, man, but I can tell you this. It's got barbecue and it's got greens. There is a 100% chance that that restaurant is serving Southern soul food. Absolutely. But, I mean, that's the way it is, man. It's a fraternity. And, and if you're a vendor that's out here listening to this or you're a salesperson at a vendor that's listening to this, if you screw one of us, you screw all of us and we talk, period. Yep. End of story. And that's not a threat. I'm just giving you the, the, the framework for how you need to operate with any one of us is individuals. Yeah, and, and to your point, you know, your your blood feud spills over to mine. So what do you think I'm going to do if they ever call me? I'm, yep. I'm mm -hmm. going to be able to hang the phone up fast enough, right? So uh, that that is something that sometimes surprises me uh, a little bit because I'm like, man, I guess you didn't, you hadn't watched the series Billions where 
everybody's playing ch chess, not checkers, man, because you don't understand how small this fraternity can get. And, and you take overlapping audiences over five to ten podcasts. Well, now your reach is now you're getting out to, you know, 100, 200,000 insurance agents. I mean, it, it could get bad if we wanted it to get bad. It could get yeah. really bad. Yep, so. it, it could. And I mean, you're talking about people who know our kids' names, our spouses' names, yep. what we do on vacation, our birthday. I mean, you know, getting into podcasting for me was kind of crazy. I mean, Kyle Kyle still doesn't really grasp the reach that we have. I mean, I think that if I took him into an insurance conference right now and he yep. walked in, he would be blown away by the number of people. Mm -hmm. He'd have hundreds of people, if not thousands, depending on the size, coming up and saying, hey, man, I yep. just love everything you're doing. He has no clue the reach that we have. I, I tell him sometimes, but until he actually gets to touch and feel that like by going out to some of these events and things you know it, it's a mystery to him but hey you Kyle, know. Kyle I'll tell you this I went to uh, Elevate in New Orleans I believe it was in 2018 mm -hmm. and it was, it was hot and you know how you know how hot New Orleans gets it's all the time it's a different different hot. hot yeah different different hot right yeah and so uh get out of the Uber and I got my luggage and walk into the damn lobby and had not gotten to the checkout desk yet. So I'd walked up the stairs. There was like seven or eight stairs. And I turned the corner to go to the, the check-in, you know, station or whatever. And these two guys walk up to me and they're like, Scott Howell, love your podcast. You, we're buying you a drink right now. <laughs> oh, you'll never have a barbell, Kyle. It, you'll never have a barbell again. Dude, dude I, I hadn't I, gotten. I love that. Listen to this. I hadn't gotten from the Uber to the damn checkout place where you get your room key from at. I hadn't even gotten there yet. <laughs> so awesome. it, 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 it is crazy. And it, it's, all, it's always very humbling to me when things like that do happen. And the phone calls and the emails and all the other things. I was on a call yesterday for 45 minutes with a kid out of, uh, out of Oregon that's just starting in the industry. And he wanted to talk. He, he, he wanted me to be his mentor, and I said, the last thing I am is a mentor. But but I will give you 30 minutes and answer any questions that you have. And hopefully I helped him a little bit. I don't know. But that happens quite frequently. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's very humbling. I know David feels the same way. I do, man. I mean, I, I think that's the one thing that really catches people off guard. You know, I tell people all the time, two idiots in a microphone can start a podcast, <laughs> you know, living proof right here. Yeah. And the number one thing I get when people call me or they, they meet me in person is, wow, you're like, you're, you're, you're a real dude, man. Like mm -hmm. you, you know, you're, and I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> like didn't yeah. really think of myself anything. You're taller than, than that, I thought you were. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it's just, it's crazy. And I mean, I don't, we don't, I don't do this for money because right. God knows I'd, I'd be eating raw man and boxed macaroni and cheese again. Mm -hmm. I do it because, you know, when I got into the industry, I didn't have a background in insurance. You know, I came from, from nothing even remotely close. And so if I have the ability to share the things that I have learned that have helped me have some level of success over my career and make a difference for other people. I'm happy to do that, man. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I don't care what your religion is. If, if you believe in karma or if you believe in whatever, I sleep good at night knowing I help other people all day, every yeah. day. And, and my bills are paid by the agency and I'm perfectly, perfectly happy with that. We don't, you know, we live comfortably, right? But you know, I, w I would tell people, you know, um, we're normal people, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yep. Yeah, yeah we I, got the I, same problems. It, like, it, it's funny because when I was on Insurance Town, we're talking about Heath again. God love him, man. That dude, he reminds me of a, just a giant teddy bear. I, I've is. never met him in person, but uh, you know, when I was on his podcast, he said the way his wife or the way his daughter explained it, something is, hey, we all we all poop. Period. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's it. We're we're all the same in that regard, and you know. No, no one of us is any more important than the other. And I learn just as much from the people that we have come on the show as I do sharing with people who listen. And so I, I would just tell you people got questions, reach out, you know, yep. I'm, I'm probably like Scott. I don't, I don't want to be or necessarily deserve to be a mentor to anybody, but if I can help you, I will. And if right. I don't know the, if, if I'm not the guy, I know the guy or the lady that can, and I'll happily make those connections. And I think, from a podcasting perspective, that's the biggest thing that I can tell you has changed for me 
is just the ability to network in the the rooms that I get into. That's okay? right. Okay, I get into rooms, and you know this as well as I do. We were in a room at the beginning of April in Boston that neither one of us had any business being right, in. Right. Right. Yep. And we were surrounded by a bunch of people that are way smarter than what than what we are, and that are running agencies that are way more successful than what ours are. But that's the cool part, man. And we get in those, we get into those rooms and we can get information and we can take that stuff back and share it to our audience. And we can connect people with the things they need and the people that they need to know and all of that. And there's no greater satisfaction for me than being able to say, you know, look, my, my gas is, is getting the handwritten thank you notes in the mail. I get them every day, Mm. every single day. I get another note card from somebody for something that I've done. Every now and again, I get a random package from UPS or FedEx that comes in from somebody. And, you know, that stuff to me, that that just, you want to get me fired up? That'll get me fired up yeah. and, and it'll get me, get me ready to go. So we could talk about podcasting and all that all day. But, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is because I remember you and I had a conversation right before you went fully independent and you're like next week's a big week for you, man. You got 4th of July. You got, uh, you got the I protect one year anniversary. I picture I picture you looking like Kenny Powers with the American flag <laughs> draped over your your shoulders and the uh, the um, oh crap what are those, what are those sunglasses called Kyle pit vipers God yeah. I've got two pair of pit vipers I could yeah. slip me for oh I'm gonna be rocking those in Key West all <laughs> week. you have to um, yeah you don't there's the, got, literally got the no other sunglasses that you should wear. <laughs> got the pit vipers on freaking lee greenwood singing live in the background i mean this is the week that scott howe is going to celebrate independence how's the first year been brother well let, let me first say this to your audience and this i you know when i came on here today you said something to me you said hey it, it, july the first is the date right and i've been so busy the past year, really, but especially the past two, two or three weeks with everything we've got going on here, I had completely forgotten that next that July first is our one year anniversary being independent. Because uh, I will say this: it's been good. I've enjoyed it in a lot of ways. It was a lot more work than I anticipated, and I don't think I would have gotten through it without having the people on my staff, uh, the team members that I have, because. It, it it has been it has been an up at dawn pride swallowing siege every day, and you know David, if you've ever I think even today you said you batch filed a couple my podcast and maybe another podcast today. So Bradley yep. Bradley and I used to podcast ten or twelve podcasts a day, and when six or seven o'clock would roll around after doing twelve, like like maybe not twelve maybe eight podcasts in a day. You would literally be so mentally exhausted, dude. Yeah, or, or, or I terrible. would from from because you're having to really totally. listen to what people are saying and then formulate ideas and and those types of things that I would just literally not even be hungry enough to eat dinner and just want to go to bed. And that kind of feels like what the last year has been for me because it it's felt like every single decision I've made. It, we're, we're as an agency at a crossroads, and if I take a right, it's going to go – it's a bad decision. We're going to go off the cliff. If I take a left, it's going to be a good decision. And so it's been very mentally challenging for me to make good decisions. And back to your point from earlier, I think the besides having great people that could help me through that here in our agency and, and make a lot of the uh, actual implementation of these things happen – Having people like yourself, which you know as well as I do, I've picked up the phone and called you a handful of times and said, man, I need help. And it's just, you can't, you can't put a value on having those types of relationships industry-wide as an unintended consequence of the podcast that I can call on and say, hey, I know you're an expert in this. I really need, I need some advice on what I need to do here. And that has been just, it's been everything. And I think we, we've done a good job of setting ourselves up for long-term success, but we've got three or four areas in our agency that we need to get a lot better in. 
And uh, that's one of the endearing things that I think people, while they listen to my podcast uh, a lot, is I am so open about how uh, much stuff I screw up. Uh, I'm very, very open about that. Very open about mistakes I've made. Very open about how, you know, we, we ain't got it all figured out over here, guys. We make just as many mistakes as you guys do. And so, uh, but it's, it's been a good year, but it's been a very challenging year. Very challenging year. What um what were you doing before Scott? We were we were a uh, nationwide captive agency mm-hmm. for twelve for twelve years. We sold primarily the nationwide product. Now I will say that I had a leg up over most nationwide agents because roughly five years ago nationwide came to all of us and they and the, what they were doing is kind of doing baby steps to the elevator, you know, uh, they were baby stepping us towards independence and mm-hmm. they came, to, uh, they came to us and they said, Hey, by the way, we're going to give you all of you a letter of authority to sell commercial insurance through whoever you want to sell it through. And everybody was like, what, <laughs> why did they go through that? Well, little did we know they were baby stepping us. But we were one of the agencies, and I don't know if a lot of them did or not, but we took advantage of that, and we started brokering a lot of business, writing commercial business outside of the nationwide family. So we kind of had a little bit, I think, of an advantage over the agency out there that just wrote nationwide, 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 nationwide. Sure. Uh, We we were probably a, a step or two ahead of them. and But, boy, I'll tell you one thing. You want to talk about a freaking Roman candle when it went off. When we went independent <laughs> and we got all these contracts we've got now and we've got great a, a great group of agents, we uh, we just went off like a Roman candle. I mean, our growth, the trajectory is just – it's it's astronomical. So it's been good. Nice. Yeah. So what hits you like a ton of bricks, man? Like when you you wake up one day, you're independent, you know, and you're right. I, I've known several people who have had that sort of hybrid model where they didn't just get completely cut off right out of the box. So that, that probably helped you to some degree. But I know there were other things that you, you were independent one day and it's like, it's like what, what, in, what have I done? It's like a, it's like a, well, right out of the gate, it's like a, which, which management system should we use? You know what we'll do? We'll get on a Facebook group. We'll get on a Facebook group and we'll ask everybody that's an insurance agent, which management system is the best? Well, David, you know, Kyle, you know, as well as I do, that question will get 35 different seven paragraphs of why each one of those management systems is better than the other one. And, and, I feel and everybody like jockeying for a position is yeah, everybody's like jockeying for positions to why theirs is right. That's a, uh, yeah, I, I was going to say, I feel every, like we've talked about three or four different things <laughs> today that we talked about yesterday with Todd. <laughs> like same, same oh, things yeah. are coming out. I mean, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Go ahead. No, I mean, it, it, in, it's not just which management system is the best, but why I'm right. Like, why yeah. why you need to live. You know, you got all these people that are producers, salespeople, and they're putting the hard sell on you. And meanwhile, every single one of them is a horrible salesperson because they ain't asked the first qualifying question as right. to what your needs were that you were looking for, right? Yep. It's, yep. Well, you need you need Hawksoft. Well, you know what? I happen to use Hawksoft, yep. and I like Hawksoft, so I'm not I'm not going to throw shade on them by any stretch. But what works for me with Hawksoft may not work for other people, that's, you know. Yeah, and so I'm not. Here's here's what I have. Here's why I have it. What specifically are you looking for in your agency management system? And if you don't know what you're looking for, here are some things you might want to think about as you're shopping. That's the way you answer that question. Not, hey, hey David, David, here's my favorite one of all of them. Are you ready? Which phone system should I use? Oh. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. Dear Lord it, in it, heaven, get ready. Here it comes. You've got to use light speed. Whatever you do, don't use light speed. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's the whole it's, thing. <laughs> the whole thing balances out by the time by the time you're done, you know? Yeah. Or or hey, here's here's another favorite. What are your hours for the 4th of July holiday? 
<laughs> I will never understand other agency principals asking their peer group what their hours are. Mm -hmm. What does what does my schedule have to do with your business? Right. Run your business. Make your decisions for what's right for you. Quit asking these other people. Has anybody that's posted that question in the group ever sat down, read the myriad of answers from everybody and said, you know what? I think they're onto something. I'm going to go ahead and change what I was thinking because I posted this question and let them pontificate. It's so, just so, absolutely crazy. So you take those three things that we just talked about and multiply that times 200, and those are all the decisions you have to make when you open up a independent agency. Uh, I, I remember a guy that I'm a good a good friend of mine, old old agents, uh, been around for a long time, and he's a fantastic insurance agent. His name was Bill Cochran. And he was, he's all, he was always a nationwide agent, very well respected, had the highest retention ratio of anybody I've ever seen, like 98, 99% retention ratio. And one day he and I were standing outside talking years ago about nationwide, and we were talking about technology and some of these things that were kind of coming online. And he said, you know, Scott, I put every bit of this into the category of needs, needs versus wants. And a lot of the stuff that we're down to now, and I just got through having a management meeting with my management group yesterday, and I said, guys, I think where we are now, a year, you know, a year into this, is we talk a lot about things that we may want, but we don't necessarily need. Uh, so that, that's kind of where we've come down to. The funnel has kind of come down to the stuff now that, you know, from a technology standpoint, do we really need this or is this just something we all want because it's cool? And so at the end of the day, David, I tell them all the same thing every day. If you all will go sell insurance, all the rest of this shit will take care of itself. There Agreed. you go. So yeah, looking I mean, I, back I would on imagine the, that would be, go ahead. I was just going to say you're coming up to a year, you know, kind of reflecting back on that past year. What's been the most rewarding thing for you? Oh, just, I think, uh, kind of like finishing a marathon, you know, if it, it, it's over, you know, it's, we, we, in terms of over, I mean, making all of those really hard decisions, hiring a bunch of people that are great agents that do a wonderful job for us and putting them in the right seats on the bus so that they can be successful. And once you do that, uh, then, you know, everything else just kind of seems to fall into place. And uh, so I'm, I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of the, the decisions and the people that we've hired and the, the direction of the agency. I think overall, I would say that's probably my, my proudest thing, you know, from the last year is we have come. And, and I, I'm one of those people that I know that the rear, why the rear view mirror is a lot smaller than the windshield on a car. So I don't give myself time to really think about all that unless I'm on a podcast like this. And somebody's asking me those direct questions. I just keep, I just keep moving. I just keep moving mm -hmm. forward. Um, you know, the big difference between myself and most people that are, you know, in the thought leader space in the insurance industry, and thank God for people like David that has Killer Commercial and the Protege, and Bradley has different things that he does and marketing. And as as I, I told somebody the other day on a podcast, I said I'm like that damn horse in Central Park. I've got blinders on. I'm running an insurance agency every day, no different than the other insurance agents listening to this right now. And every now and then, once a blue moon, I will jump on a podcast with somebody else. Uh, but besides that, the blinders are on, and I'm just just every day getting after it, hitting it, doing the same things they're doing every day, you know, making decisions and, you know, getting into it with clients about a claim or an adjuster or an underwriter or calling somebody because they're mad or what, whatever it may be. That's all I do all day long. What's been your biggest surprise? Um, I, I'll tell you what it's been lately, and it was something I never really thought of because I'm an idiot. But uh, when I started as an independent and started getting all these contracts, direct contracts with different carriers, I was, I was, such, a, I was such a dumbass – that I thought that when we started opening up satellite offices all over the country, we just opened one up last week in Flint, Michigan, that these carriers were just going to give me another contract to go into their state 
Like they would just be like, oh yeah, you want to go to California? Here, just sign this piece of paper and you can sell this same insurance you're selling in Alabama and <laughs> California. Well, come to find out, that is not in any way how that damn works. They, they give you no – there is no guarantee when I open up an office in Dallas, Texas, that, that's, that Safeco or Travelers or whoever is going to give me a contract in Texas. That, that was a shocker. No, I had that happen one time. <clears throat> I'm in Florida. I wanted an appointment with a carrier. We actually – this wasn't at Florida Risk. This was my prior agency – we had a person in North Carolina, so I couldn't get appointed in Florida. I thought, hmm, I'll just use that North Carolina address. See, can I get an appointment up there? And they right. were appointing in North Carolina, and we got one. And I, you know, I had the cat that swallowed the canary smile on my face. I just, I knew I had beat them. And I go to put my first submission in, and the first thing they said was, I'm sorry, but the property capacity is reduced for our Florida appointed agents, right. not satellite offices. I'm like, <laughs> you sons I can't shit. win, man. <laughs> I know. I know. It's crazy. And so we run into that. And I would say from a surprise standpoint, like I said, I just always thought, well, if we've got this many carriers and we can move to that state with a satellite, that that'll just all transfer over and we'll be able to write in that state. And that just wasn't the way it's worked. So yeah, now that you got the office up there, you need to get auto owners to appoint that one and build some business. See, can't you get them to a to appoint you in Huntsville. That's that's, there you go. that's on the plate. But you know, it's it's one of those things where it's it's just it's kind of uh what the one thing I do, David, every single day when I leave the office, whatever time that is that I leave the office, I always get in my car and I think to myself, did we get better today? Did I do something today in this agency to make us a better agency? Don't care what it is, but I feel so much better about myself on the drive home, if in my mind I know I did one thing today, because if you, if you do that every day for the whole year, you're going to be a lot better at the end of the year than you were at the beginning. So I, I try to do at least one thing a day, whether it's get a carrier appointment or do a you know process or you know get us licensed in another state or, or whatever it may be, but it's something to move us forward, one step forward to greatness. I know I'm going to botch it, but there is a, there's a statistic out there, some sort of a mathematical computation that if you just get 1% better every day, that you're 100% better than you were when you started. But I don't remember what the payback period is on that. It's something crazy, though. Yeah. And I, I know you guys do the same thing in y'all's agencies. I mean, I'm sure. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now, man, for my agency to get better, I had to take a long weekend in Key West this weekend. I, <laughs> I, I need to decompress. I need to clear my head out. I need to just get down there and, and do what I do. And I think that for people listening, that's really accurate. A lot of us get so hard hustling and hitting the grind that we think that being in the office every day is what makes the agency better. I completely disagree with that. I think sometimes being out of it forces your team to get stronger and ultimately makes your agency a better operation than with you in there taking the reins a hundred percent of the time. Not, not only that, but it also allows you to kind of just clear your head for a second and think like, you, you know, you might be trying to solve a certain problem and just can't get past it. And then, you know, you're out on the boat fishing and, and then it, you know, pops into your head. Oh, I need to do this. You know, this reminds me of this situation that I had. I don't know why I didn't think of that, but it's sometimes you just need to kind of disengage, you know, from, from sitting right in front of it all day, every day and, and allow yourself to see everything from a different view. No, I agree, man. I, I'm guilty of getting caught up in the weeds. I mean, how many times, and it's the same answer every time. How many times have you been struggling on a deal? Like this has literally happened like two or three times since Kyle's been with me. He's struggling to get a deal done. He doesn't have the market he needs. Everybody's told him no. And I'm like, hey, I think Hartford has a program for that. We ought to call yeah. Hartford. God, and I'm so caught that. up trying trying to go everywhere to get the deal done, only to, you know, it, we're at like the 11th hour. You know, if I took the time to step back and look at things from a global perspective more often, maybe that would be my first recommendation. But it, it's uncanny, man. It's almost like that's how I know when I need to take a break is when I tell Kyle he needs to use Hartford on a deal because I know that's <laughs> like my Hail Mary to get a deal done. And I mean, it, it's crazy. Yeah. Hey, to talk about it, – it's, go ahead. It's, it's so funny that the two of you bring this up because – I was talking to one of our team members last week in our agency. We were having lunch, and I told him, 
that moving forward, I was going to start taking one week a, a quarter, one week a quarter, uh, and go on vacation four times a year. Now, would I have done that five years ago? Absolutely not. No, we would have done the whole one week a year vacation, maybe two weeks. But I am I am about to get right with the Lord on taking more time off instead of not not as much time off. And will I work hard while I'm here? Absolutely. But I, you'll work harder. Yeah, because I, you'll be more productive. Yeah, I, I've got the people in place. I mean, I've got four principal agents in my office, and. My God, if they can't handle it while I'm gone for one week out of a quarter, uh, we got problems. So I'm I'm planning on going to uh, Greece in October. Uh, Ooh, there you go. That's a good one. Next big trip is going to be to Greece, and um, and so you know I, I I just think that the the longer I'm in this, the more I realize as hard as we do get after it while we are in the office, you got to have that time time off to decompress you just got you got to it's just are you mm-hmm. gonna one day you're gonna get burned out you owe it well listen man you owe it to everybody else that's in your life you owe right. it to your team you owe it to your spouse you owe it to your kids and i mean i haven't publicly talked about it but you know this scott because i shared it with you and bradley but this past monday it will have been one month ago that i had a stroke yeah. I came to work thinking everything was normal. Right. Right. And for years, and, and when I say years, I mean literally 20 years, I have had people say, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you run so hard. One day it's going to catch up with you. Yeah. You know, you're not bulletproof, man. You need to slow down. You need to take more time off. And, you know, I would flippantly tell them, you know, you know, I'll get plenty of time to rest when I'm dead. Well, guess what, people? If you don't take the time to focus on yourself, you're going to end up be waking basically waking up in an emergency room with 15 people with clipboards standing around a gurney treating you like they just found you in a crash spaceship in roswell <laughs> new mexico put probing everything they can taking yeah. all kinds of blood to figure out what the heck just happened and you get a you get a reality check man yep. and i mean thank god that i didn't have any permanent damage thank god that i was basically you know, able, I, I was actually at the doctor anyhow. And that's when they said, yeah, probably need to go across the street to the emergency room. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can tell you that the wake up that even as bad as that was, the wake up call for me is when I'm laying in bed that night, my little girl is sobbing, asking mm. me if this is the last day she's ever going to see me again. Mm. And I said, at that point, never again. Right. I'm taking yeah. the days off. I'm doing the trips. I, I, I don't care. Yeah. There's no dollar in the world that's worth it if you're not around to spend it and enjoy it. And True. so I think all of us are guilty of that. We're type A, we're driven, especially, I mean, you're, you're not a producer if you're not driven, period. Right. I mean, take a personality test. There's nobody that's soft that's a producer, yeah. period. There might be people that are smoother than others, mm. but ain't nobody soft. Everybody's got a backbone and they know how to use it. Yep. And, you know, we that's the detriment that we have. We push so hard that we put ourselves in peril. And as the leader of a team, you're the one that's going to take it on the chin. As yep. the leader of your family, you're the one that's going to take it, you know, take the brunt of everything that comes on because by nature, we're protectors. And the fact that we're in the insurance industry really magnifies that because we're protecting <laughs> our clients in addition to everybody else. And, you know, my perspective on life has changed completely in the last month. I mean... Yep. I talk a good game, but I'm I'm being dead serious, man. I've gone out. I've been transparent on social media. If you're on Apple, hit me up. I want you to hit me up and make sure that my rings are getting closed every day. Mm-hmm. If you're on Peloton, follow me. I want you to make sure I'm not using my bike to store dry cleaning and I'm actually using it for what I should be using it what for. What is rings? You know, what are you talking about? What is that? Your activity rings on the yep. Apple Watch or in the activity tracker on your phone. There's one for standing, one for calorie burning activity, and the other one for exercise. So, gotcha. I, I've done. So I've once done you that hit like certain, once you hit a certain level, it it like you know checks it off for the day or whatever. Yeah, it closes it. It's, it's a it. circle. I'll show it to you next time. That, next David, time I that, see that, you. But I, I will say this: that that is the one thing that I've done right of all the mistakes I've made. I, I've treated my body like Six Flags over Georgia the last. You know, over the course of 49 years, I'll be 50 in January. But I started working. Where's, where's that trip? Because that's far enough removed from October. There's a good one. Yeah, right, there's right, gonna, right. Yeah, there's no going to be a banger somewhere. Yeah, that's right. But uh, <laughs> one thing I did right is uh, I started working out 
in the gym when I was 16 years old. I was, you know, six feet tall, 155 pounds back then. And uh, I've never stopped. You know, even today when I get up in the mornings, I eat breakfast, I go out into my garage, I've got a home gym I put out there that's it's not very nice, but it's it's doable. And I, I just it's like Matthew McConaughey said one time, I was listening to him and he said somebody asked him, uh, said, uh, so what do you do to stay in such good shape? And he said, I sweat every day. And so what I try to do is just sweat every day, even if it's only for thirty minutes. So yesterday my son had travel baseball practice at seven o'clock last night. So I worked out 30 minutes with weights in the morning, and then while he was practicing baseball last night for two hours, I was walking while listening to a podcast. And, and you know, it's 90 degrees outside and the humidity and stuff. You were sweating. But yeah. <laughs> so so that, that is one area that I think I've probably, uh, probably excelled in is since I was 16, I just never stopped. I just kept on working out. And I'd take breaks for a while, maybe for a month or two, but – I would motivate myself to get back and get going again. Yep. Yeah, it's so funny, man, because of how we're wired. Kyle knows this story, but when they sent me for my stress test in my Echo, the guy goes to put me on the treadmill, and I said, "What? what's the record? <laughs> he said, what do you mean? <laughs> I said, what's the record for the longest somebody stayed on this thing before you had to shut it down? And he, <laughs> and he just looked at me. I'm like, I got to have something to shoot for, man. Right. That's how I'm wired. I need, I need to know who the best is that you, and I'm thinking I'm competing against fat people with heart disease and I'm worried <laughs> about how long I can stay on a freaking treadmill. <laughs> There's something wrong with me psychologically uh, at this point. Well, I'm good. just, Hey, I'm, I'm glad you're doing better. I'm glad you've kind of, I'm down 25 pounds in a month, man. That's, that's unbelievable. Just wow. eating right, eating right, eating, sweating every day, eating right. And just getting after water. Yeah. Get rid yeah. of those Coca Colas. Yeah. yeah, no, I haven't had a. I, I, I bet you it's been it's 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 been. I haven't had a soda in that entire month. Yeah, nothing but water and, and fresh squeezed juice. Now we did become juice snobs when I was down in Key West the one time, and the lady at Rick's Tree Bar was making the double O sevens with the fresh squeezed orange juice, and she mm-hmm. said, I, "I said, man, if I had one of those at home, and we were we were a few double O sevens into the day." So she said. Well, look, you can get it on Amazon. It's right here. And she, I handed her my phone. She pulled it up, and I ordered it. So we, every every week since then, Annie and I have gone and bought a couple bags of grapefruit, a couple bags of Valencia oranges, and we will make probably three mason jars full of strained, fresh-squeezed orange juice, three mm. mason jars of fresh-squeezed grapefruit juice. And that's literally the only other thing aside from water that I've, I've had to yeah. drink um, in the last month. So it, um, you know, it... it Look, eating right is easy. You just have to be disciplined, which I am. I just want have to want to be disciplined, you know? Right. And for me, it, my deal is I stress eat, and when I get stressed, I eat bad food and lots of it. I know that. I make a bunch of excuses for it, and those excuses ended a month ago. So Right. There you well, go. Hey, man, if anybody can do it, you can, David. You have, as about a, you have about as strong a willpower as anybody I've ever met. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't worry about whether you're going to do it or not. I know you will. How much, how much more? How much more you got to lose? You said you lost what twenty? I'll probably go for another seventy-five. Really? Yeah. Seventy-five would be a total of ninety-five. Hundred. Hundred. You'll be. I've almost, lost twenty-five. You'll be almost unrecognizable at that point. I will be back to where I was when I met my wife. Right after I ran three marathons and six halves and was benching four hundred. Yeah. yeah. Just don't do yeah. either one of those two things anymore, though. I will not because I now have no meniscus <laughs> have in either no knee. No shoulders and, the, and, and, and no knees. As we were discussing, <laughs> the uh, heavy weight bench pressing has required me to have a double shoulder replacement. So. Well, get ready That's not because gonna happen. when this podcast comes out, there's going to probably be a lot of pe- people reaching out to you like, hey, man, are you okay? I'm, you know, they don't yeah. know that you've gone through yeah. what you've been through the past month. Now, I try and keep that a secret for a lot of reasons, but I also think it's a message that people need to hear. And truthfully, I was saving it for when you came on because I knew the opportunity would present itself. And, um, you know, I just think everybody needs to make that commitment. I've got some friends of mine that are very close to me in the industry that need to make the same. And I'm going to have that conversation with them one on one as we move forward here over the course of the next couple of weeks. And some of them this weekend when we're in Key West are going to be there. Yeah. So. Well, listen, man, I want to be respectful of the time. We're on our hour, but I know you got something good, the nugget you want to leave them with. I want you to take them out, man. Take, end it up. Well, Wrap it up for us. You know, 
what I would say to anybody that's in the industry that's a member of Killing Commercial, li- listen to these guys, have self-awareness. I think self-awareness is something that we don't talk enough about in this industry. Uh, you know, I-, I get a lot of people that, you know, I-, I talked to you one day about a guy that you had in Killing Commercial. I was hearing you talking talking to on a, a video, and I'm like, I don't know if he gets it, David. I don't know if he gets it. I don't know if he gets what you're trying to throw out at him. But uh, if you can figure out through the the course of self-awareness and understanding what you're good at, what you're not good at, hire great people, you know, lean on people like David Carruthers and the Chris Paradisos and the Mike Stromsos and the people that have have come before you and have, have made all the mistakes and already know what not to do. You are going to shorten that that big curve of what it's going to take to be uber successful and live the kind of life that I think every insurance agent out there listening to this right now wants to live. But it also takes a lot of self-determination, which, David, you have in spades. It takes, you know, I always say this, competence equals confidence. I've never met someone that's as, well, I haven't met too many people that are as confident as David Carruthers is. A huge reason outside of personality for him is he knows his shit front to back, back to front, front to back again, so that when he gets on a call with a prospective client, a prospect, that there ain't no question by the time the phone calls over who knows their shit and who doesn't know their shit. Mm. And I've heard I've heard him make those phone calls. I've listened to those phone calls. And that goes a huge way towards uh gaining the trust of that prospect that then turns into a client and then they realize, hey, this is the guy. He's the expert at what what we need and and he's got it. And and it's one of the big reasons why David Carruthers has been so successful because he took the time to learn what he needed to learn to be the type of success that he's become. And again, it's one of the things I started the podcast with this. I'll end it with this. I'm drawn to David Carruthers as both a a friend and, and someone in the industry that I can trust and that I can go to when I have issues because of our very similar pasts the fact that we both have come from absolutely zero, nothing, eating ramen noodles, borrowing money from family, not not being successful at certain times in our life, and 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 here we are today. And I think that's something that's kind of a lighthouse for a lot of people out there. Like those guys did it, I can do it. But you got to have a lot of the things I just mentioned: self awareness, learning, realizing what you're good at, what you're not good at. And then the last part of that is just getting your ass out there and doing it. You know, we can sit on all the podcasts we want to. We can have all the management meetings we want to, the staff meetings, the technology, the the computers, the ring lights, and everything else. But at the end of the day, this thing's about relationships. And if you if you don't have that personality type that allows you to go out and build relationships with people and, and genuinely – want to talk to people and get to know them on a personal level, this is going to be a tough road. It's going to be a tough road. But uh, a lot of good insurance agents out there, They all, a lot of them do a great job. A lot of them do a lot better job than I do. Well, people, listen, Scott Howell just wrapped it up, and he told you the one thing he said very simply about 10 minutes ago, and that is if you want to be successful, you just have to sweat every day. You have to sweat physically. You have to sweat emotionally. You have to sweat mentally. You have to sweat intellectually. And, you know, confidence does come with competence, but you have to sweat. You have to sweat it out and get that CIC. You have to sweat it out and get that CRM. You need to go to the webinars that your carriers are sending you to learn their products better than your competition. You need to talk to that underwriter and build that relationship and invest the emotional capital and the relationship capital into having that relationship and building the bond to where your submission goes to the top of the stack. I can go on and on and on, but I'm ending it with this, people, and this is the title of this episode if you want to be successful 
All you got to do is sweat every day. Scott, it's been there a pleasure to have you on, man. Yep. Really appreciate it. See that Yellowstone hat? You'll always be my rip, brother. <laughs> I love it. Guys, I love you. If you need anything, call me. I'll be there for you. You got Thanks, it, bro. Man. Take care, man. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com.